You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Pete Carroll sounds like he's a bit of a let Gino Cook fan. Mm. So am I. So am I. <laughs> yeah, so... We've had some comments from Pete that make it sound like they he he well some people have taken it as oh they, he wants to pass the ball more they want to be a pass first team that's what I'm hearing mm. to me though Maddie I think it's more about the way in which they approach the pass game with Gino and taking more shots, taking more explosives. Cause I mean, he explicitly said that I, I forget if it was in his radio hit or in one of the pressers, but you know, explicitly, explicitly said, you know, we want to, we want to use, or we want to get into more explosives. Uh, we want to get into our game cause we can do that. Uh, and we just want to do it more. You know, we want to take more shots basically. That's, that's what I took from what Pete said this week about Gino and the whole let Gino cook thing. Cause also from a volume standpoint, Gino threw 30 times on Sunday. How many times did he throw on uh, against the Broncos? Wasn't it somewhere in well, the Well, they only ran the ball 20s? 11 times, so yeah. they, they definitely they, they threw a lot. That, and that's a great point, like, and that's what I was thinking too. Like, they're already past heavy. Like, yeah. <laughs> now, some of that's been circumstance, but also like the, the Broncos game was fairly close throughout. There wasn't a... Uh, there, you know, there wasn't a blowout uh, nature like we got in San Francisco, and yet they were still passing the ball at a high rate. Um, and it's, you know, we'll, we'll get into it with, on the tape section with with Griffin. Um, obviously, he's a big Gino advocate, but to me, this kind of reflects how you know Gino Smith is as a passer. And Griffin spoke about, you know, how expanding the drop back game with him is, you know, beneficial because that's what Gino's good at, right? Like accuracy. Uh, picking apart teams from the pocket and to yeah to me the carol thing was it's more about opening up the passing game that they're doing already he praised you know for being poised and having command he said um about how lacking explosives and actually carol's comments mm. like repeatedly are really high on Gino. it's like the most most mm. uh uh praise i've heard him have for a quarterback um and what was really telling was he he said um he didn't want to wait, you know, three to four more weeks to figure out what Gino's looking like. He, he thinks Gino's the real deal right now. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Let's open up the passing game. And my biggest feeling from all of this is relief because I'm like, you know what? I really thought that, you know, there's something wrong here. Like, why aren't they throwing downfield? Like, how is it that the 49ers are stopping the running game, but also doubling DK Metcalf? Like, how can those two things exist? Um, you know, if they are stopping the running game and leaving a one-on-one to DK Metcalf, then can we throw the one-on-one downfield? Like, mm. can we actually use DK Metcalf in the best way possible for his game, which is a, 
a downfield route runner. Okay, we know Russell Wilson's a superb uh, downfield thrower. We we know uh, Gino's strengths are more in the kind of intermediate range and uh, being accurate and and poised in the pocket, which is a term DK Metcalf used as well. But also, can we actually try a shot or two? Uh, and then you kind of hear Pete's comments, and if you piece stuff together, and it'll be interesting to hear from Waldron, kind of does sound like they were maybe have been holding back a bit on that. Didn't want Gino to to kill the team with, with unnecessary turnovers. But now, big trust, and I think Pete realises, you know what, Gino's doing everything right, and we also had... We got shut out uh, for, for six consecutive quarters. We probably need to push the ball downfield to stop teams camping on that kind of intermediate to short window and to stop teams from uh, fitting the runners aggressively. You know, we, we mm-hmm. stop them creeping up by throwing over the top of them. Yeah, stretch the field. And like you said, you know, you got to get DK more involved here because it's been pretty quiet for him. But, you know, you, you saw like, you can throw it up to him. He's going to go get it. We saw that on the on the uh, flea flicker that ended up, you know, getting uh, called back on the the Lucas ineligible man downfield. So, you know, and you know, DK obviously was playing coy today during his his presser, but you know, you expect that. But overall, I I think we're going to see uh, an emphasis an emphasis on DK, and it's going to be a good matchup, I I think too, because isn't Terrell going to be on him uh, on Sunday? Yeah, I, I think so. And he's a, you know, really promising cornerback. I, I'm mm. not sure how he started this season, but I know last year he finishes like definitely All pro. top 10. But, oh, pro. there we go. There we yeah. go. Yeah, I was going to say top five corner. So that um that matches. And uh, yeah, interesting that DK Metcalf was, um, <laughs> he, he, uh, he, he was very positive about that. He, he said it was a sigh of relief to hear Pete Carroll say that like we can go and let Gino go out and play. Um, and then I think it I was hard to hear, but I think a follow-up from a reporter was, that's something you like to hear as a pass catcher, right? Mm-hmm. And DK said, yeah, laughing, and then said, we'll see. So perhaps, you know, he he's thinking that it may not last, this stuff, but, you know, there's no reason it won't. Like, <laughs> as I said, they've been pass heavy with Gino. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just the type of passes and the type of concepts available to them. Um, and, uh, yeah, it, it's... It's the perfect moment to do it against the Falcons, and and it it really is what what was needed. But I I am still just taken aback about how positive you know Pete Carroll was about Geno Smith. Like there was, it's almost to me as though reading between the lines, Carroll is more of the Geno kind of believer, whereas Waldron has taken a bit longer. And also, you do have a head coach who's saying like it's all about the ball, don't turn the ball over. Waldron's probably, I mean, for one, he's the guy calling the plays and designing the plays and, and it's his offense, but he's probably the one who's a bit more like, oh, can we really do this with Geno Smith? And then I think Pete's mm-hmm. sort of in his kind of, uh, not GM, but, you know, managerial overseeing everything, delegating head coaching position. Pete's like, yeah, we, we can do it. Like saying, I think he looks really, really good uh, saying everything he's done in uh, he's convinced from what he's shown in practice and what he's seen, and he's carried that into games. The game's not too big. He's really comfortable. He's he's very poised. He's accurate as heck. There's no reason to be worried about him. And then, 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And then saying, uh, you know, bringing up his stat about uh, completing 80% of passes in consecutive games and that no one's ever seen that happen before. Like, now some of that is the the short passing elements, um, Mm -hmm. you know, like throwing short. But then, like, if that goes down to 60-ish percent and you're still not turning the ball over and you're actually throwing downfield and not being shut out as an offense, probably good idea. Yeah. Yeah. So we'd like to see more aggressiveness this week. Um, and we'll get into that more on tomorrow's episode when we when we preview the the whole matchup. But um, yeah, you you just you got to get DK Metcalf involved when you have a talent like that. Just because you don't have as good of a deep ball thrower, I mean, you know, Russell Wilson's arguably the best deep ball thrower in the world in the world right now. So like, you know, when you go when you downgrade from that, obviously, like there's a little bit of a hesitancy there. But and obviously, you know, with what you're saying about Waldron, you know, also. He might be, you know, I mean, it's his ass, right? Like, if, if things go awry, it's kind of, you know, all fingers point to, to Waldron, whether it's fair or not, right? You know, that's just the nature of coordinators of play callers. So, uh, but, uh, you know, I, I think we'll see things open up at least a little bit more in this game. Um but I think also, you know, with, with Ken Walker back now, another week healthier, uh, Penny's still healthy. I think we're going to see a, a good dose of the run still. Um, and just to kind of circle back to the whole comment, like, yeah, I don't think this is a volume thing. You know, once again, I, I just I, I think this is more just the the style in which they want to play football and the way that they want to approach the pass game. And there's still going to be a, a lot of run mixed in there. Um, and there needs to be, right? Because, you know, that's just, that's how to be a healthy, balanced offense, right? You got to mix in the run there because it's going to open up more things for you in the pass game as well, especially for how this offense operates. Yeah. Should also say that the other consideration is, you know, when it comes to passing more and especially in pure dropback situations where there's no threat of the run to kind of help out against pass rushes, the two uh, off rookie offensive tackles, Abraham Lucas and, and uh, Charles Cross, they were a big consideration. And Carol said that... Um, that them playing better has been, you know, encouraging. They didn't want to expose them, but now they've sort of shown that they're not fully exposed. Yeah, they're making the odd rookie mistake, but they're they're handling the stuff. Uh, they've played against some frightening uh, edge rushes already. Now the NFL is full of them, but uh, I think you know the the Broncos and the 49ers have real good pairings. Well, especially clear ones, and so. Now that there's a bit more confidence in them, there's a chance to do more. But also with Gino operating in the pocket in a way where he, you know, he's stepping up, he's not dropping really deep, and he's not going to have that kind of running around scrambling ability, which may be uh, difficult for tackles. He's going to behave in in typical pocket behavior. Then I think you know, let's open it up. Let's let's see the pass. So really exciting times. Uh, kind of. <clears throat> Still a bit nervous, as much as I uh, believe in Gino, it is still like, ooh. But then also, I like not um, being shut out in for six quarters. I like the idea of DK Metcalf actually being more than just a throw-it-up-to-him possession receiver of uh, like 10 to 15 yards on a comeback. My fantasy team would also like that, by the way. Ah, 
There we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it all comes back to fantasy football. Obviously, obviously, stats, oh yardage, touchdowns, receptions. Of course, that's all that matters when we're talking about football. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I agree with everything that you said. It's just, um, you know, it, it is like a, a little scary, but you know what? Why not? You know, why not open things up? Why not, you know, see what Gino looks like in a more, uh, you know, stretched out offense? Like, let's see it. Let's experiment a little bit here. You really don't have anything to lose in doing so right now, especially this early on in the season. You got the Falcons. One, like, aren't the Falcons like a top or a bottom three defense right now? Like, so. They are. Yeah. Although Carol described them as very active and multiple mm. defense. So he, he's, that, he's that, in Pete Carroll real... talk, that means ass. <laughs> <laughs> They're trying to make things happen. I, I yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. All right. So what else do we got? Uh, we uh, we got anything more on the offense or? Well, uh, aside from some. Well, one comment Carol made today, so it's Wednesday when we're recording and also live on YouTube, so make sure you check that out if you get the chance, and on my Twitter. Um, D. Eskridge, Carol said, is he's still viewing as like a rookie, which um, <laughs> he, on reflection, probably wouldn't have said that in a press conference. He was being nice and uh, open, Carol, today. Mm. It's also true, and you can kind of see that in the fact that, what, he played three snaps. Goodwin, again, is getting over 50% of the snaps. He's the clear wide receiver of three in the offense. He's that guy, and Eskridge is kind of down the pecking order. Um, can they let him get vertical at least a little bit? <laughs> Just That's all I'm asking. Well, Just maybe with bit. the expansion in the passing game that we've been promised, yeah. maybe we do see a bit of that. But then again, like Goodwin's a burner, and he seems mm. like he'd get those reps. So Eskridge in his second season, uh, again, he's going through it. And he's now, what, 26, 25? He's an old. I know he's yeah. an old. He might yeah. be pushing 26 now. So tough, tough for him. Um, won't be the season that he was expecting, but it started off poorly, you know, getting hurt again. Uh, soft tissue injury. So that's, that's a bit frustrating. And Carol, I think, wasn't expecting that. I think he really wanted better conditioning out of him. And now, yeah, it's uh, up uphill kind of climb in season for a player to suddenly get more snaps the only thing that's happened there is another player gets hurt really 